From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. Active duty U.S. Air Force members are set to help drive school buses for students at Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson in Anchorage as the school district works to address a shortage of drivers. Alaska Public Media reports that the Anchorage School District says the military members will drive students for 90 days starting Thursday. The district was down 66 drivers. The district superintendent says the district has 25 new hires in training and that 17 others will be returning from other jobs by September 19th. The Anchorage School District also was interviewing 21 additional candidates. Anchorage police say an officer shot a man who had earlier fired a shot in a home and fled with a child. Police say the man was shot in the midsection and taken to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. They say charges against the man are expected. Police say officers early Friday responded to a report of shots fired. A preliminary investigation indicated a man had fired a shot in a home during a domestic dispute and fled with a child, but no one was hurt. Police say an officer later saw the vehicle the man drove off in, which was unoccupied. They say when officers spotted and tried to contact the man, he ignored instructions and pointed a gun at officers. On Sunday afternoon at about 5.55, Capital City Fire and Rescue responded to Orca Point Apartments on Douglas Island for a report of a fire. Upon arrival, fire personnel found that there had been a small fire in a bathroom. The building sprinkler system and fire alarm system had deactivated and occupants were evacuating. An origin and cause investigation was conducted. The fire had started in the bathroom on a towel rack. A four-year-old admitted to playing with a lighter and starting the fire. There was water damage sustained to at least two apartments. The occupants were displaced until cleanup can be completed. The American Red Cross responded and provided assistance to the occupants. The sprinkler system extinguished the fire, and the fire alarm system alerted building occupants who reacted appropriately, CCFR said, and evacuated their spaces. Damages are unknown at this time. The tenant did not have renter's insurance, and there were no injuries reported. Juno Mayor Beth Weldon reacted to the recent move by Norwegian Cruise Line to donate waterfront property to Huna Totem Corporation while a guest on Action Line. Well, when I talked to Russell Dick from Huna Totem, uh, I think I said Christmas came early for you guys, and he <laughs> laughed and said, yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise to us too, but uh, I think it should work out well. Um, they've done well over at Icy Strait, and um, we look forward to working with them, and uh, just so no one's concerned, the process remains the same. They will still have to jump through the same hoops. Um, we will still have the same conditions, um, the biggest one being that only one side of that dock will be used as a large cruise ship dock, um, so we only end up with five cruise ships docked instead of six or seven. Huna Totem will still have to go through permitting. The first thing I th- what we were doing with NCL was working on leasing the Thailands. Um, we were trying to obtain the state Thailands for the city, so that way that whoever, uh, in this case it was NCL, would just have to lease with the city instead of the state and the city because we own some of the Thailands and the state owns other Thailands. So that process is still going through, and then, they, like you said, they have to go through permitting and conditional use permits and that kind of stuff. So still will be plenty of opportunity for the public to weigh in. Juno Mayor Beth Weldon. Juno Assemblymember Wade Bryson presented on the proposed new city hall during the Juno Chamber's weekly luncheon. The proposed hall is currently in an early conceptual phase, and 450 Whittier was chosen as the preferred site. 
Bryson said renovations of the current hall, which is estimated to cost about $12 million, will only put the problem off for 20 years. Bryson says that there are unknowns with the current building if they were to renovate the building. The moment that you get into the walls, the plans change. So doing a renovation had the most variables and it ended up being the most expensive way to go. Whereas the purpose-built building gave us the most bang for our buck. All right. Uh, the other thing uh, to keep in mind is that uh, with the way that we're doing the bond, that uh, $35 million bond, um, in addition to the $6.3 million that we've kind of set aside as like an initial uh, funding for that project, that's the max. We won't go above that. It would go below that, if anything else, if we were able to like remove a room, reduce uh, the size of a room. There's a couple of options that we have as we have the further, deeper dive into the development discussion. With the location at 450 Whittier, Bryson said the City Hall would become the linchpin of government operations. This puts City Hall in the center of government operations. Tribal government operations, state office operations, our civic center is right there, the Zach Gordon Youth Center is right next door, the KTOO building, state library archives museum, city hall smack dab in the center of all of that. We become the linchpin of all government operations in downtown Juneau. $6.3 million has already been set aside for initial funding, and a $35 million general obligation bond package for the hall is being put to voters in Juneau this October. Mercedes Munoz's pottery show was Sunday at the Ray Munoz Gallery. Munoz talked about what inspired her art. I am a functional ceramic and illustration artist, so I create pieces inspired by my own life for everyday life. I'm inspired by mugs to drink coffee out of, egg cartons to collect chicken eggs, platters for collecting garden greens or serving salmon. Really inspired by colorful, bright imagery, a lot of what you find here in like Southeast Alaska. Linoz also talked about the significance of the Ray Munoz Gallery to her. Ray Munoz was my grandmother. A while back I was looking to expand my studio space and a space here that we could potentially renovate and we thought what better place than to move my studio into a space that's already so special to our family. Munoz hopes to have another release this December. Residents and visitors may notice a lot of small brownish gray moths fluttering around. According to the U.S. Forest Service, western black-headed budworms are transforming from voracious caterpillars into moths and are emerging throughout the area. These caterpillars, which were abundant in July and August, are responsible for causing the needles on hemlock and spruce trees to turn reddish-brown. While heavy concentrations of feeding activity from western black-headed budworm caterpillars can lead to loss of trees, the Forest Service says most will recover. The current outbreak began in 2020 in the central Tongass area and then expanded across southeast, reaching as far north as Haines and as far south as Ketchikan this year. Western black-headed budworm out outbreaks typically last two to three years before ending naturally. Buzz Kelly has advanced to the November general election in Alaska's U.S. Senate race. The little-known candidate joins Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski, Republican Kelly Shabaka, and Democrat Pat Chesborough in advancing from last week's open primary to the general election. 
Ranked choice voting will be used in the November election. He told the Anchorage Daily News recently that his success could be due to his 12 campaign signs. Well, Shabaka's slogan is Kelly for Alaska, Buzz Kelly said it seemed a bit of a stretch that her supporters mistakenly voted for him. The City and Borough of Juneau Permit Center will have new hours starting next month. Starting the week of September 19th, the City's Community Development Department will be open to the public Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Members of the public can still schedule inspections by phone, and inspections will continue to occur as scheduled. The Juno Disc Golf Club held a tournament over the weekend. Sonny Ashby, vice president of Juno Disc Golf Club and contestant in the Grand Cup, talked about his experience with the sport. The sport is best of golf mixed with frisbee, but you, you get play, golf play that you don't get on the golf course. I play both golf and disc golf. Played disc golf since 1996. Played with the Venter of the game of disc golf. Steady Ed Hedrick, and he invented the modern-day Frisbee, too. Ashby remarked on his history playing the tournament. I've been playing and participating in this tournament since its inception, 2006. This is a kind of an equalizer course. If you get pros who are traveling from out of town and they're playing the locals, locals might not be pros, but they can still compete. Communication director for the Disc Golf Club, Shannon Crossley, said what's coming next for the club. We have an ace race competition coming up where everybody goes to, there's a UAS course, and also we have the new temp course out at Treadwell. We installed a nine hole pitch and putt Treadwell course that goes through the ruins, and we're gonna be doing two rounds at Eureka, which is at UAS, and two rounds at Treadwell. All get about 30 or 40 people together, and then just all go throw one, and if you don't make the ace, then you move on, and if you do get an ace, you get to win some of the money that everybody puts in. So it's kind of a fundraiser for the club. We keep half of it, and then we also pay out half to the contestants. Juno Disc Golf Club, Shannon Crossley. Juno's port engineer is moving on, saying it's bittersweet. Eric Shaw commented on that while on Action Line. We're sad to see you go. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm sad to go too, but it's a great springboard opportunity to use the knowledge, skills, and abilities that uh, Docks and Harbors has uh, trained me with. So excited as well, but there's, it's bittersweet. You got a favorite memory in your time? Um, I really enjoy all of our ribbon cuttings and the one that had the cannon at Aurora Harbor. That was a really good one. So it's really fun to recapitalize and, and see people, our users, uh, really appreciate the, you know, the more space we provide and that community aspect that we've talked about. You know, you should walk down and take a look at our docks and take pictures of the sunset and all the animals that are around and stuff. So it's a community asset to have good, healthy, vibrant docks and harbors. And I'm just proud to have been a part of that team. Engineer Eric Schall commenting on Action Line. Emily Wall, professor of English at the University of Alaska Southeast, will be featured at this weekend's Juno Public Library event, Birth Stories and Poetry Reading. The event runs from noon to 1 p.m. at the Douglas Public Library on Sunday, September 4th. Wall has been teaching creative writing at UAS for over 20 years, and she is also the faculty advisor for the annual literary journal title echoes updated covid booster shots may be rolled out soon the food and drug administration and the centers for disease control and prevention are both expected to meet as soon as this week to authorize pfizer moderna 
Moderna's newest boosters, targeting the BA4 and BA5 Omicron subvariants. ABC's Jay O'Brien has more on the timeline. If the CDC and FDA both sign off on the new boosters this week, shots would likely roll out after Labor Day. Regulators aren't asking that these boosters go through the same clinical trials as previous COVID vaccines and boosters because they're made from the same foundations of the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, which the FDA commissioner says have been given safely to millions of people. In a tweet, Commissioner Robert Califf encouraging all who are eligible to get the new boosters. Jay O'Brien, ABC News. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.